You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's a pleasure to be your host as always. Got a large special special in this week's episode, we're delighted to be joined by Stuart Davidson, the manager. Stuart, it's a pleasure to welcome you on, how are we? I know, bad Scott, thanks for having me mate. Absolute pleasure, pleasure. absolute pleasure to have you on. And we're also joined by, quite casually dressed as you can see, Will Sewell. Will, it's a pleasure to welcome you on, how are we? Brilliant mate, very Christmassy. How did that? What was what's that all about? That was was never. I think it's a total setup. Total <laughs> setup. Oh dear, dear. Expect that for your twin, no you. <laughs> We're into the festive season, as you can see. But we'll, we've obviously got a lot to talk about in the show. But we'll start off with obviously the news during the week of what's been happening in the the west of Scotland. Auchinleck and Clyde Bank are through to the the fourth round of the Scottish Cup, and Darvel will go to a replay with Breakin. Stuart, it's a great. It's a great story for the league, isn't it, with the two teams getting through the Senior Scottish Cup and potentially a third next week? Aye, it's brilliant. Honestly, it's great to see. Um, you've seen Auchinleck been doing it the past couple of years. Now Clyde Bank are involved, Darvel's involved as well, and you've seen other teams in the, the earlier rounds as well. So it's brilliant, and it's something we aspire to get to as well. So, um, But just to see, you've been watching the draw and the, the teams coming out of the hats and like Auchinleck getting hearts and again... Um, right. It's just it's brilliant. It's great for the league. So as as you say, it shows that teams in the league can compete with the, the teams in the leagues above us as well. So um, it's great. Aye, as that. Sure. Uh, well, it's a good advert as well, isn't it? Just to obviously see kind of players like get into that level. Obviously, it's a level you you kind of want to get to as well at some point. Obviously, ah, uh, you you do you want to play as high as possible. Especially I'm still quite young. Football camps like twenty three. You do you want to climb up the leagues and but especially. They're putting us on the map, especially we're on the map. There's freedom in that. Still in the cup, and I'm not there by chance. They're there because they're good teams, good players, good managers, and they're still climbing for it. Aye, as that, it's a great advert for the league, and obviously it's it's where kind of lags what I get to soon. But we'll touch about that later on. We'll touch about in the season so far. We'll just kind of get into detail about the season. Certain eighteen in the league, five wins, four draws, nine losses. Stuart, are you overall were you disappointed with how the season started for a league perspective? Aye, definitely. <clears throat> um, obviously, we were at the start of the season, we were hoping for better. Um, nine defeats uh, isn't good enough. Obviously, some draws and five victories. Um, so, listen, it, it's a tough league, very tough league. Um, but I think we know ourselves that we, we should be doing better. When I look at the squad that we've got um, and the, the players, what they're capable of, I don't, I don't think we're, we're showing everything that uh, we've got to now. But, there's, there's plenty of time, plenty of time left. We're only halfway, so I, I feel that we can we can turn it around with the squad that we've got. Yeah, definitely. It's obviously well as well. Certain 18th, it's maybe a false position with kind of how the league's working out in terms of like still got a few games in hand and like teams above you. Is it just a case of obviously just getting out of that position as quickly as possible and getting wins in the board? I would just. We need to get the wins on the board. I don't think at this moment in time it really matters how we're doing it. I think we've just got to win as many games as possible, take it week by week in the league and try and climb up it. We're, we're, we're down there because we've put ourselves down there. 
nothing else. We, so we need to get ourselves out of that. So when there's only one way to do that, that's by winning games of football. So I think we need to do that ourselves. We'll go through kind of game by game and we'll touch on kind of different runs you have had. We started with two defeats, home to Rutherglen, and then uh, a loss to a five 0 loss to Bees. Arnie, they're they're disappointing results, particularly the Bees one. Just what went wrong in the first two games? I listen. I think the first game is very important. First game in the season, first league game, especially with everything that's been on for the the past year or so. Obviously, yeah. COVID playing without crowds and that kind of thing. So. I think that, that was a massive game for us and I, I think it, it kind of knocked the stuff in it was a wee bit early doors. Um, and to be honest, that, that game against Rutherland, I, I think um, we, we didn't play too bad. I don't think it was too much between the teams. I, I was actually um, quite impressed with Rutherland for just, just coming in and uh, they, they really kind of went about their, their business. They did some decent players there. So I think it was an even, even game and I think they get a second goal in the 90th minute or whatever. Um, and obviously we were pushing for a goal as well. So I think that knocked the stuff in as a wee bit because uh, everybody's that up for the season starting and then you lose that first first league game, especially at home. Um, and then you go to Beave midweek and listen, it, it, it looks like a tanking, but the, the first half, we, we had as many opportunities as Beave did and it was kind of individual, individual errors that, that cost us. The, the difference was they, they defended a bit better and they, they were more clinical than us. And we found ourselves a couple of goals during half time and uh, we struggled to recover for it. So two, two defeats in about three, four days for the league starting. Uh, it wasn't great for Constance as well. I obviously they two results the at home and then you come back and get a four two one at home at Rossville when a four nil one away at Cumbernauld. Well, after they two had a disappointing games to start the season, how big were the two victories after that? Aye, so, huge, like for, oh, sorry, well. I was, uh, uh, huge for us as a team for a bit of confidence to push on, but also like points on the board. We needed them. You lose your first two games of the season, it's not great. You're already away down there, so to get two wins straight after was great, especially because the games were thick and fast Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. So to get two on the bounce was great. I, Arnie, would you kind of go along with the thoughts in the two kind of games against Rossville and Cumberland? There are obviously a lot of goals in the games, it must have been good to just get the, the goals back and get confidence back. Right, it was obviously no uh, scoring the first couple of games, um, to, to get all the goals, it, it gave the confidence back and, and got the boys going again. Um, and it was, it was a couple of hard games, really. I mean, I know we went through it at Cumbernauld and we got a good win, but it was, it was always going to be a tough game going through there. Um, and Rossville is a team that we've always kind of struggled, so always tight games against. So that, that was two, two good wins to get for us, especially after the first two. And we were hoping we would kick going for there. After that, obviously, the five-match losing run, he likes a Talbot, uh, Meadow, which I was at, Darvo was well, quite banking in there. Well, it's a, it's a disappointing spell, but obviously how hard is it for the dressing room when you're in, in a run like that, particularly against kind of teams that kind of have been on to be near the top of the league? It's hard because maybe apart from the Clyde Bank game, every other game was tight. Like, Auchinleck went there, should I get something out of the game? Probably gave them too much respect a wee bit. Meda, again, should have got more than, should have got at least a point minimum, but probably three. So in the dressing room, it was hard. It was, it was difficult like for us to, because we were trying to pick ourselves up, but you were getting beat and then getting beat again and again. I think the games were still at that point Saturday, Wednesday. Yeah. So training on Monday, it was hard because <laughs> you were getting ready for a Wednesday and then we get beat again. You've not got any time to recover from the, 
loss on the Wednesday. You've just got to go straight into the Saturday. So there was no break. It was difficult, but we tried to pull ourselves together and stack together because we need to get out that at the time. Stuart, I see the five the five games you lost. As well. was there any of you felt that that you could have turned around and maybe got a result out of? Aye, definitely. As Will says, um, I think the, the Clyde Bank game, I think we found ourselves uh, 4-0 down at half-time, um, which was disappointing. So it was just a matter of trying to keep yourself in it before it getting too embarrassing as well and see, maybe try and get a goal back, see what happens. But the other games, I mean, as, as you mentioned, away to Ock and Leck, I, I thought we, we gave a really good account of ourselves. And at, at one each, we were going to try and win the game as well. And uh, we've gave away a soft goal. Um, so... Something going down to Ock and Leck could have really picked us up. If we, even if you come away with a point there, um, down at Med as well was tight. Uh, the Cumnock game, I think, as well, we gave them two goals a start, done great the second half. And listen, that, that was a time where, and all the teams will say the same, I think the, the, the game Saturday, Wednesday was really catching up there with the squads, um, with, with injuries, with COVID, all that kind of thing. Um, I think even maybe suspensions at that point, I can't remember. Um, but it was, it, it was starting to catch up with us as a squad and as he says, um, you're going in on a Monday and you're just trying to get everybody just ticking over, patching people up to go again on the Wednesday. Um, and I thought in that run of games, we probably deserved a, a few points out of that, but it, it, it never came for us. And don't get me wrong, a lot of that was doing it ourselves. We'd just be, be silly errors and maybe being a bit naive. But we, we did give ourselves a good uh, account of ourselves in, in the games. Well, after that, obviously, two draws, 1-1 one, one against Pollock and then 0-0 against Colwyn. And were they disappointing, though, to get the results, get the, the wins in their games, do you think? The Colwyn game, definitely. Like, they, they were down to nine men, but even before that, I'd say we were on top of them. I think I missed a chance. I think Cardi missed a chance and a team down to nine men, you should be beating them. Like, there's nothing else. Like, yeah, we didn't concede, kept the clean sheet away from home against Colwyn with Take a point, but on the day it wasn't great. Like it was disappointing. We should have got three points, regardless. The pot game, I think we scored a penalty in the last minute. So again, I think we fought right to the end and got a point for that game. So two very different sort of draws. One was disappointing. One was a good point in a way. Arnie, was that Buffs game a disappointing considering how they went down to nine men? Aye, I mean, they, they got a, a man sent off early doors. Um, so I think uh, for there, we, we had a lot of pressure on them. Um, and to be fair to the bus, they, they sat in, they defended well, kept their shape and, and made it hard for us. But there was there was points in that game, especially after the, the first sending off, where we were putting the pressure on them. It gave us a wee lift. We were getting that. And that's the time when we had to score. And we did have chances then. Um, and as the game goes on, they got a bit more settled in their shape. Uh, and and it made it harder for us. But we, we, listen, we huffed and puffed, then they got a man sent off late on as well, and you're thinking, right, that's another man off, let's try and take advantage of it. Um, and again, we chances, no taking them, and, and the buffs hung in there for a point. So, um, aye, that, that was disappointing. The Pollock game, I thought, first half, we, we were... I was happy to get in at 1-0 uh, down, um, because they did a lot of pressure on us, but we were better the second half. And uh, we got the draw, which you maybe maybe a wee bit lucky to get it, but the boys did fight hard to, to stay in it and get the point. And they, by the way, the points picked us up a wee bit again. So they're just the fact you're going away to Pollock and away to Colwinning and uh, and coming away with something. 
So that, that was that was pleasing for us. Brilliant. Well, how big was that seeing a win at home at Ben Bob to get out of that kind of winless run? It was massive. That it was big for the dressing room at home as well, and probably fans because we were at home. So the three 0 back to winning ways kept a clean sheet, which was important. Again, that was two clean sheets on a bounce. Boys were a bit more confident. We were looked like we weren't conceding, we were scoring goals, and hopefully we're going to kick on from that. I, I mean, it's that's that was obviously a massive one for the dressing room, Stuart, as well. And how kind of big was it for you as well, just to get that kind of winless run ended? Aye, listen, it was, it was good. It was good for the boys, you know what I mean, because they they'd been through a lot with the the, the, the defeats, and then obviously the, the draws picked them up a wee bit, as I say, as it kind of steadied the ship a bit. Um, but I think just for the boys to get that win and get that belief uh, really helped them, and, and we went on to have kind of some decent results after that as, as well. Yeah, there's a, a 2-2 draw with Rob Roy, then a 3-1 loss to Coburnley, but the, we'll touch on the 5-0 one against Blantyre, Will, because that was a game that you done pretty well in before goals. That must have been a massive boost for you. Uh, it was big at the time. We, we'd worked on it during the week. I think me and Blair were up top. We'd worked on what we needed to do, and it was heavy parking. We just needed. We knew we needed to work hard and run them. I missed a, quite a sit on the first, say, five, ten minutes, I think, and I was like, oh, don't be one of these days and then got my next chance and I think I missed another one and I scored the scored the next three. So it was big for me, like confidence-wise, especially playing up front. Got a few goals, able to relax and the boys worked hard as well and again, another clean sheet. So that was important as well. We could have won the game one now and then probably came away just as happy just because we got the three points and the defence had not conceded again. Stuart, was Bulls in performance that day as good as he says? Um, listen, I told him it, to me it wasn't about the goals. Um, I think he, he, he worked his backside off that, that day and, and showed a, a different side to him, which we've been asking for. So um, I was pleased with his all-round performance rather than just the goals. Was that a big one, big one as well, the 5 0 one shot? Like just going going to Blantyre, it's obviously a difficult place to go, but going there and scoring five goals must have been big. I listen, I, I didn't expect it, to be honest, um, because. The way we set up there was for a tight game or a kind of heavy park, and let's see if we can just kind of get get a win whatever way we can. So it was pleasing to win it uh, convincingly, which and it let me relax for ten minutes or something. That's about it. <laughs> that kind of started a good wee run as well. The two one one over Ross fail like that. It was is a good obviously well we get that wee run going, and then we'll touch in the the Hurlford game in a couple of minutes. But that two wins and kind of getting a wee run going must have been good. It was great, like. Scoring in the last minute was brilliant. Like, but we again should have again first half missed a sitter, um, and I think we got a penalty. And then last minute we were just plugging away. We were, there was a couple of half chances. Ball was going into the box. We weren't really getting there. And then Stewart's just whipped one into the front post, and we've scored. And that was that was right, especially because it was Rossdale. They're a team down there with us. They get three points. Like Arnie said, we've struggled against them in the years. Just for whatever reason and to get as soon as we scored the ref said he's like that's it done so three points away from home against a team down the rivers was great very very important at the room Arnie was that a massive win obviously getting it so late on against Russell it was because the way the game had went and you're thinking there we go we've dropped uh, more points that I think we we could have picked up so I mean I was very frustrated on the the sidelines Uh, but to be fair to the boys they, they kept going and going and yeah, uh, it was a good bond for Stuart and to, to get the goal in the end. It was it was brilliant. Yeah, so definitely. it kind of gave us a wee bit of, bit of a kick again, and it was 
listen, we've picked up some good wins away from home, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's that's a frustrating thing because you, you look at some of the results and you're like, ah, we've, we've done well there. And then other times we've kind of let ourselves down. That Horrorford game, the 3-3 draw at home, well, there was somebody at the game watching it who kind of said to us it was just a game of absolute everything. Would you go along with that? Hi, it was... It was a horrible day for football. It was yeah. Barfield's titty, to be totally honest. It was that wind tunnel, rain, everything. It was just, it was horrible to like play in, but it, the game did, it had everything in it. Like both halves was just wild. And the 3 3 draw, was it disappointing? Because obviously it, it was kind of a game of pinball, wasn't it? Aye, aye. Well, let me think, how did the game go? 2 0 down, aye. and then 3 2 up, aye. and then ended up 3 each. So, needless to say, I wasn't too happy. Um, you know, people might think, well, you're 2-0 down, but the fact that we, we'd worked that hard to get back in it and uh, get 3-2 ahead and then to lose for a, for a corner, to, to lose the goal for a corner, um, it kind of felt like a defeat for me. Um, and again, solely due to the fact that how much we need the points. Um, it's not like, well, it's a good point. It's, for us, it's not a good point. It's not, we need to be picking up three points to try and move up the table. So I, I would say I was disappointed in the end, although being 2 0 down, you know, it's, you're, you're thinking, how's this day going to go? Your yeah. last league game that he's played was again true a couple of weeks ago. Well, that was a disappointing result, obviously 3 1 away. That was, it was kind of, Troon's been a kind of difficult place for you the past couple of seasons. It was just a first half, we did everything right. Went, went 1 0 up and came in at half time and just thought, let's just go out and do the same, just keep doing our jobs. and they came out flying and we just stopped, to be honest. I think they scored and then I think Blair got sent off and we didn't really do much to react to that. We just kind of fell away, stopped playing and they took their chances and won the game and it was just, just poor, to Aye. be honest. That's the only way to put that. See, obviously, like, the tune kind of thing as well we'll touch a bit in your south run obviously beating St Rocks and Glasgow Perth so they're two kind of big wins obviously Stuart and that that competition but then turning this you know to turn in the south is it just been difficult with turning and obviously how good were they wins against St Rocks and Perth I listen obviously it's a, a new cup for us in the, the south of Scotland so um, it was a cup we wanted to progress in and obviously there's a lot of different teams that we've not played before in this cup so you're hoping to, to get far and maybe against one of them so getting through the first couple of rounds was great and the, the games they actually helped us a bit when maybe we weren't playing too well or whatever and then we go and get the victories in the cup and that kind of got us going again and gave us something to kind of uh, hang on to um, so I they, they were good but the the, the game against Troon which we went out in the league was very disappointing because the fact that um, they just beat us in the, the league the week before so you're looking for a reaction at the players, um, and for me, uh, we didn't get it. So that that that's I was really disappointed with that, as well as obviously not getting the opportunity to go further in the cup. Um, regarding the league game as well against Trun the week before, um, I we were, I thought we were great the first half. We go one 0 up, and then we we don't. I think I think we kind of let ourselves get caught up in uh, Trun's kind of tactics, um, and I think that let us down. Um, never a red card um, so that, that played a big part in the game as well never a red card so um, I was disappointed with that but I, I think I think we let ourselves do over the two games against Trin 
Well, was it obviously that's a kind of new cup to be in, and obviously it was two good results to start off. Was it disappointing that he's going to go any further in the kind of trim? Was that a difficult place again? I it's always <laughs> annoying when you get put out of the cup, you want to go as far as you can, and the further you go, anything could happen. So to get out so early in the cup, like it's just disappointing as a whole, and especially against them because we've been beat the week before, so it was time to put them at the cup, get a wee bit of revenge, but it just never happened. It was disappointing again yeah. we'll go into the junior cup as well you're obviously doing brilliant in that you're into the quarter final draw Stuart how first before we get into the kind of run so far how important was it to for the club to stay in that junior cup aye very listen very important for the club very important important for the players the fans honestly it's um, obviously we've moved on into the west of Scotland set up but we'll never forget how important the yeah. Scottish junior cup is it's got a great history. The club's got a great history uh, with it, so it's something we want to go as far as we can. In. And uh, obviously, trying you know you're in the quarters, you want to, you want to try and get into that final. That's yeah. that's got to be the target. And how good's the run been? What's been kind of the highlights of the run so far? Uh, listen, the, the Saturday's game, obviously uh, very good um, against Dundee North End, who had uh, some good players and uh, made it very hard for us. So that, that was a good one. Uh, obviously, doing it come knock. Yeah. Just went to the, went to the penalties. Um, but a bit much for me, so it was. But I <laughs> uh, was deserved. I thought I thought we deserved that. So we did. Uh, I thought we were we were pushing to try and win the game in the end. Yeah. Uh, after I think we won nil down. So um, I would we deserved that. And listen, that's obviously been involved in the cup uh, with the Largs before and uh, again at the cup final and. Listen, you want to get the, the cup final, you want to win it, but I say to the players, it's, it's all about the journey as well. You know what I mean? It's, it's the games that you win leading up to it, and uh, there's been some right uh, good games and some good uh, buzzies in the dressing room after it, and that, that's what it's all about. So uh, hopefully we can get the quarters and do the same against Peter Hill. Aye. Well, obviously it's been a big run in the, the Junior Cup. Obviously that Cumberland game, which I was at, I, was, I would agree with Stuart. I, I think a large probably deserve to win the game just in the end with how well he's were pushing that was a massive win and obviously it's been a, a well a really good run so far. Aye, the, the come up game was huge. Uh, they'd beaten us earlier on in the season so we knew it was going to be a hard game and 1-0 down I think again just for a set piece I think or a cross into the box and it was like so plugging away and then we got our goal I think Milky scored and, and then we had chances we could have won the game and I think if the game had played for another five minutes we'd have put them out then but wet penalties and Beat them anyway. Danny's made a couple of saves. Jamie missed the first one right enough. Uh, so we had to drag him out that. But after that, we scored and the changing him after it was brilliant because then we had the next round and seeing it was done, they didn't, know when, didn't really know anything about them. So it was just like, right, we should have to turn up and beat them. And Saturday was brilliant. Like, great for the club, great for us. Changing him was buzzing. It was just great. Just still be in the cup. I went and watched a couple of years ago when I was got to the final and the buzz around the town, like living here is crazy on the build up to it. So to be a player and people come up to you and talking to you about it, it's brilliant. So you've got to keep going and keep going and keep going and get to the final and try and win it. So aye. Yeah, obviously it's gonna be a, a big game against Peter Sill in the quarter final. We'll touch a bit on that later on towards the end of the show, but we'll get into both of your careers a wee bit. Arnie, you come through at Comarnock, obviously with a few of your teammates and your YTS days on the show. Just how good were they days and what was your kind of highlights of your time at Kelly? Uh, well, you touched on it there about the YTS days. I think obviously get, getting professional contracts and, and obviously 
kind of uh, making my, my debut in the SPL. That that kind of thing is great, you know what I mean? But the the YTS days were the best. It was uh, kind of at, at the time you're thinking, oh, we need to go and clean these seats, we need to do these dressing rooms for your partner. But the, the laugh you had uh, with the boys was, was the best days of your life, honestly. It was brilliant. Um, and once you kind of you stop doing that and you're in your kind of first year, second year uh, contract and you're just training and going up the road, you, you start to miss all the shenanigans you got up to before. Um, so uh, I, I I loved it there. I was there for about, nearly six years or something uh, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, um, aye, some, some great memories there. Who were the kind of good players and kind of characters in the dressing room at that time that were in the... Well, in the YTS, um, there was guys like um, Alec Buck um, and Gary McCutcheon, Sander Ryan, guys like that. Um, but just kind of above us was the guys in their first year, kind of pros and second years, like Alan Kerr, Mark Roberts, all the kind of guys um, who, who were wind up merchants. No, a dull moment there, is it? I feel I carry on, honestly. Um, so they would come down and wind us up and get a carry on. It was, it was great. Um, but Obviously, as time went on, you got into the first team dressing room, that, and then likes of Geraint and McCoy's and that getting, yeah. getting involved. And uh, Tosh McKinley came for CLT, he was a character. Um, so, I mean, guys like that, they, they were brilliant to have around the place. Yeah, definitely. But obviously, you went from Kilmarnock to Queen of the South and you spent time at Talbot as well. What was the kind of highlights of your later playing days? Like, what sticks out in your mind for you when you, went up, when you left Kilmarnock? Well, when I left Kilmarnock, I ended up at Airdrie for a wee bit and I didn't really work out there. And then Queen of the South, um, we, we won the second division, I'm sure, when I was there. Um, with guys like uh, Derek Anderson and yeah. uh, John O'Neill. Um, and that was under John Conley. That, that was a really good year. Um, a great, great dressing room as well. Great bunch of lads. Played, played a part in it, maybe not as much as I liked. But um, after that, I ended up uh, going into the juniors and went to Troon, which... Mm-hmm. I was there for a couple of years and I loved it at Troon as well under Chris Strain Senior um, and then ended up at Talbot where that was probably my most successful uh, time in the juniors uh, and managed to win a few trophies and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that there as well. That was probably uh, one of the best times in my career. Well, we've got a few questions about your Talbot days later on, but we'll, we'll get into a while, obviously, your playing career. is. But before you, obviously, you, you kind of broke in at Lags, what was your kind of <coughs> highlights? Obviously, your, your twin, George, as well, kind of coming through at the same time. What was your kind of highlights of your younger days? Probably just, I played with Lags when I was younger, and then only until I was about 12, 13, and then ended up at the port for a wee bit, and then ended up playing for a team in Newton Mellons. And, mm-hmm. I think they won a couple of cups and stuff, and that was great, but the bet, like, used to play against George quite a lot. Right. So he stayed at the port and I left. So they were always like, just to play them, end up playing them in cups three, four, five times a season. And I think that was everybody's highlight, just watching us to play against each other. He was playing up the back, I was playing up front, and it was just, just chaos. Like, I think I only see it in training sometimes. It's like controlling just as mental. I like, Ideas. I know what it's like, but I like, but now teammates, and sometimes you <clears> train in the other, so that's my teammates, not just my brother. But I like I used to, I played my pals like for a while and I came back to twenty played with twenty ones we set that up with Largs and Peter Connor the, the president at the time he sort of helped us out and then just before I came in with Largs we were flying like with twenty ones we were doing well and then George eventually finally came and played with me and 
I'm the reason I'd say he's at Larks now. I asked him to come along at the 21s, so he had no chance. Brilliant. Stuart, was it, all, was it always a plan to go into coaching once you finished playing? Um, no, really. No, I hadn't really thought about it much. Um, I was I was getting a lot of bother with my calves and that towards the, the end of uh, playing, and I probably stopped quite early. I think it was kind of just early 30s. I'd left Talbot and up to Neilston to play for a wee bit. Yeah. And then just kind of out of the blue, it was uh, Stephen Swift had contacted me, asking if I wanted to go and be assistant to him and Mark Crilly at Coburnie. Right. Um, I'd kind of play as well, which didn't really play much, to be honest. Um, so I, that, that kind of just happened, just just kind of getting it like that. And, and I did enjoy it, but I did find it hard going through the kind of no playing, straight into coaching. Um, and I've, everybody's got their kind of ways and... Uh, how they go about things and I just found it hard that people weren't they kind of going about their business the way I would have went about mine or the way we did at Talbot or whatever and I just found that a wee bit frustrating at first but eventually kind of got into it. And then obviously you get into lags with Brian Slee and your teammate at Talbot, was that, a, was that an easy decision to get into lags at the time? Aye, aye, listen, um, me and Slaves had played with each other at Talbot in the middle of the park and uh, we always had each other's backs and I thought we were a good partnership. Um, so when, when he'd asked me, and I, listen, I'd already left Coburnie and, and yeah. took a bit of time out just due to some personal reasons. Um, so then that opportunity came up, it was a no-brainer to go, to go with Brian. We'd actually tried for another uh, job or two before that and never got him. Um, so obviously we went to Largs and, and maybe got off to a good start there. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Brian leaves and you you take the job as manager. How's it been so far? And which one can you your highlights your time there as a full time manager? Uh, listen, I, I, I love it doing it Larks. Uh, they're, they're a county club. Um, we maybe not go to the, the biggest committees, the committee that other clubs now have got. But there's people there who who really put everything in. Yeah, so there is uh, a lot of volunteers and as well. So uh, kind of got to know all these people and got got used to the, the club. Um, and I, I, I do love it in there. Listen, it's got its frustrations at times, like I'm sure most clubs have. Mm. Um, but I think that's been me there six or seven years now. Uh, and listen, we've, we've had some good times, we've had some not so good times, but that, that's to me, that's what it's all about. You've got to learn. Uh, when me and Brian first came in, um, we, we managed to uh, stay in the league, which was a, a massive task. We managed to keep in the league, and in the following season, we got promoted uh, straight to the Premier. Well, it was probably a bit too quick, so we went up and we had a bad run, like maybe five, six games uh, getting beat. And uh, and Brian, a uh, couple of personal things as well, we decided he'd had enough. But to me, I felt I wasn't finished, and yeah. uh, it's obviously been new coaches, new managers, or whatever. Sorry, right having the good times, but you've got to learn for the bad times as well. And I thought that was an opportunity for me to stick in and uh, also learn for the bad times as well. When we, we did get relegated that season, but um, the, the following season we come back up again, uh, and I think we've been there been there since. So hopefully we'd be doing enough to, to keep us up there and keep that run going. But there's been a lot of good stuff in between, like uh, it was getting to the Ayrshire Cup final of losing to the Buffs one 0 um, which we were unfortunate and then obviously getting to the, the Scottish Cup final against Talbot mm-hmm. um, so I mean that that was a, a good achievement as well although we'd like to have went one won it 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, there's, there's been some great times doing there, honestly. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at Arts. Brilliant. Well, obviously you've been there a, a couple of years now, obviously you're a local boy. How good is it to play for Lags and what's been kind of your favourite memory so far? I think probably when I first started, it was like the pre-season, it was like, like it was a whole new squad because I think the team from the year before was quite a bit older than us. So it was like a load of young boys and we'd all came together and pre-season was good. We had a couple, I think we went to Edinburgh and played Trinent, I think, and that was good. And then the season started and I wasn't playing as much, but was still involved in the games we were winning and was play like when I was coming on was learning wee bits and pieces and then I remember scoring against Troon and I've never been so buzzed in my life just to I think that was my first league goal. I just I came off the bench. I think we were already winning like three 0 but I just came off the bench, scored the last five, ten minutes, whatever it was, and just I wanted to kick on for there and keep trying to learn to add to my game and wee bits and pieces and then I remember I, I made a game. We beat them I think four one at Largs and came off the bench, scored one, set up one, that was brilliant. But said this season, the Rossville game, because I think the last few years, whatever we did, we just couldn't beat them. Mm-hmm. Couldn't score. Couldn't, uh, and then this season, the, to score in the last minute, like myself, was just personally just brilliant. Like, felt good. A team that down there with us, we managed to get the three points. That was really, really good. Brilliant. Right, this is the stage now where we put you in the sport. We've got a quick fire question round for Arnie as a manager, and obviously we've got teammates for the player. So, Arnie, you ready to be put in the spot here? Right, go for it. Right, first of all, Van Bronckhorst or Postacoglu? Postacoglu. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Favourite film? Hey, the Godfather. Best manager played under? Hey, Tucker. Win the league or win the Scottish? Both. You can pack three players from the Premier Division to sign. Who would it be and why? The early? Yeah. Um, I take Paul Fry's at Beef. Okay. I think he's a, he's a crack midfielder, box to box, great ability, uh, composure on the ball, scores goals. Um, I would also take. I don't know. I take Graham Wilson, uh, uh, Talbot, um, absolute handful. So he is. Um, Scores a lot of goals. Nightmare for defenders. And I would take... Think about it. The boy Stuart McCann at Pollock as well. Okay. Best player played with? Best player played with? Um, I'm going to say, on his day, Alec Buck. Very good. Worst? Um, have I played with you, Will? Played against me. Can I say worst? Can I say a worst? Um, Liam McVeigh. Best player played against? Best player played against? Try a thing. And at your level, Martin McGarvey. Okay. Most embarrassing moment. I've a feeling this will turn up later, but most embarrassing moment. Listen, I've got loads, honestly. <laughs> uh, most embarrassing moment. Um, I don't know if this will come up later, but um, running up to John Finney Street and come on looking a pair of underpants. We'll see if that comes up later, but yeah, I've heard that story before. <laughs> best character you've met in football? Um, best character. 
think I think Mark Roberts has got it up there. No, I would. I thought he would maybe come up. Who's your favourite manager in the league? In our league, aye. I don't like any of them. A few of them like. Only kidding. Only kidding. There's a lot of pain analysis to be fair, um, but um, it's got to be Tucker. Favourite other sport? Only because I like watching my daughter play at basketball. Best memory in football. Best memory in football. There's a few. There's a few. Making making my debut against Celtic. Better come on up. Very good. Well, you're up now. It's a teammates round, so obviously you can give your answers in Arnie. We want your input in this as well because there'll be a few you'll probably disagree with, I'd imagine. Right. So, well, you ready? Right. Who who would be the who would be the best candidate to be a future manager? Stuart Folds. Hundred percent. Stuart Folds. He's already doing it. I think he's got a skill team he's running. <laughs> Who's the best dancer? I have no idea. I don't want to see any of the boys dancing. <laughs> Probably Jack Haggerty, somebody like that. <laughs> Who's the best trainer? Craig Forbes. Man, he's the one shot. Aye, aye. But listen, there's a lot of good trainers there, but we mind goes that bit extra. Who's the worst trainer? Milky. <laughs> no, I disagree. <laughs> Who's the team hard man? Craig Forbes, I'd say aye. Probably Craigie. Maybe Laurie, actually. I call the Jack. Um, <laughs> Craig, uh, Craig, Craig's hard, but he's no. There's, there's people get about think they're hard men. Craig's no one of them. Who's the most skillful? Me, maybe. Me or Blair McIntyre. You want me to answer that one? <laughs> I do anyway. Uh, I would maybe say Jack. Well, Jack out there. Who's the quickest? Me. No, did George not beat you that day? No, I don't know. We, don't, we had that race, I won that race. Right, okay. Who's the slowest? Jamie Ballantyne. Ballantyne, I. I'd say. <laughs> Who's Clyde. the best character in the dressing room? Oh, Jack Haggerty or Milky, I'd say. Don't shut up. <laughs> Who's got the worst dress sense in the dressing room? <sighs> um, you, you be the looks at and me at the moment the boy Murray comes in uh, <laughs> other than the stuff he turns up for man she sees socks at training and never mind anything else atrocious <laughs> final one who's the manager's pet uh, Craig Fox <laughs> Arnie who's the manager's pet well he texts and phones me every weekend <laughs> Very good. Now, we're now at the stage where we get our sources to give us wee, you know, wee things to ashes, and there's a few coming up here. Arnie, we'll start with you. Ask Arnie about his 2006 cop suit, a cream bad boy. Ah, listen, you've, you've got to be different on these occasions. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I stood it. That's, that's the main thing. Who was that? Butch? I, I'm not going to reveal who it is, but you might know about this one. Arnie's the only guy I know that can go on a night out with his eyes closed after a few but can still see where he is going. I'm a bitch. 
Aye, I've, I've had a habit of when I've been drunk, my eyes shutting out a wee bit, but I still managed to get to it when I'm gone. <laughs> Ask Arnie how long it took him to realise that was Will he was talking to in the show and not George. Honestly, it's a nightmare. <laughs> to, do you know what? I, I think they actually swap seats in the changing room sometimes just to confuse me. And actually, I think sometimes they swap positions the way they play as well. <laughs> Will, is Addy back in penalties? No. No. Arnie, this one's for you. Ask him about the time he gets his three fingers jammed into the metal fence when training at Kowinan in the cage. That's right, honestly. I, I thought the fire brigade and everything was coming. <laughs> so we, we trained in the cage at Kowinan, right, which was, was brilliant. It was like no holds barred, you know, no fouls, nothing. You just get smashed in and, and for whatever reason, it was against the fence and I went in with somebody and my fingers have get in, in between the kind of wee gaps and just get stuck, couldn't get them out. <laughs> Um, luckily, Tucker found a manoeuvre to, to get out, but I was, stu- I was stuck for ages, and I, I honestly thought the fire brigade was going to have to come and cut them out. Um, but aye, good old days. Brilliant. Well, ask ask Will about the time we were over a few drinks at Barrafields and decided to have a race to find out who was the fastest in the team <laughs> and when you pulled your hammy. <laughs> I think we were, I don't know how close it was to the start of the season, but... Somebody said it and we'd had a few drinks and I think it was a golf day and Craig and George were like, I am the fastest and I said, And I've hammered them in the race, but my hammy went and I get to train on the Monday and I was like, I can, I'll hide it, I'll hide it. No, it was gone and then Arnie's like, you're right? And I was like, you made me race. And I totally I'll take like, responsibility for that. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Will about what he wear, why he wears his Bob's Nike jumper to training. That's Andy Scott, 100% Andy Scott's ass. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. It makes me stand up. Ask Arnie about, it, about Craig Lattle in Australia. <laughs> oh, dear. Nah, I don't know why I talk about it. It's a bit... Aye, aye. I wouldn't want to embarrass him, do <laughs> We're about to embarrass you here. Did you enjoy making all the cheesy family videos, dancing to S Club 7, Reach for the Stars? So anyway, Craig, right away to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'll forward it, you know, right, but don't put them on here. Well, no, I won't. It was uh, during the old family, during the lockdown, and the family decided to do, like, all the different families obviously decided to do a wee show and that, so we ended up taking that a bit serious. <laughs> so uh, it was good, it was good. Arnie, do you remember when you subbed Graham Muir and Alex McWaters at the same time, 60 minutes into a game because they were fighting over a free kick? Yes. Yep. Honestly, like a couple of school wins, two of them. So couldn't just take one off, so the two of them had to come off. Where did you, how did you find them? Um, did I, find, I think I did find them, actually. Mm, we've got the number here. Aye. 20 quid? 20 quid, aye. 20, aye, 20, 20 quid. Aye. Aye. No wonder. It was embarrassing. <laughs> And I think they're, they're teammates now again, aren't they? Wonder yeah, I who, think they are, I wonder who takes the free kicks now. <laughs> well, this one's for you. Arnie asked the boys to send in 5k times to him. However, he never went out that week and screenshotted his previous week's time. Will never realise it at the exact same date in the running time. <laughs> I can't explain that. <laughs> you can explain it, go. Right, so... <sighs> Right, so I, I was doing my 5Ks in my missus' car 
and then just leaving the timer on. <laughs> concrete was killing me. Only cheating yourself, Walt. I think I came back that pre-season the fittest there. It was brilliant. I was doing extras elsewhere. <laughs> well, that infamous 4-4 draw at Ashfield when the, uh, we won in penalties to get promoted to the Premier League. Will and his twin, twin brother George were in the crowd as we guys supporting and ran on the park to celebrate as going up. What was your memories of that? Oh, that's a kind of serious one, isn't it? I, I was amazed. I say it was amazing. I think Larks were 3-0 down after 18 minutes or something mental. Like, and the, the whole town was there. Honestly, it was it went to penalties and Stevie Connick saved it and the whole place. Just, we had school the next day. I don't think we got home till about two in the morning or something. It was just mental. Like, mm-hmm. It was like a Wednesday night. It wasn't even just a Saturday, Sunday. It was, it was amazing. Like, it was just unbelievable. I think there was a picture of me and George at the game. And I'm not sending anybody the stuff we've got on. It's embarrassing. It's the gear. Andy Scott's in it as well, I think. And he's got some dodgy gear on as well. But aye, it was amazing. Honestly, what a, what a night. I think somebody gave us their boots after the game and we were like, oh my God, we've got boots. I think we're a 12-year-old buzzing that some, some random boy gave us a pair of football boots. Brilliant. Right, Arnie, this is the main, this is the kind of one we've been getting. This, we've got quite a few of this for different teammates in your Kelly days, but this, this one's actually a nice one. We'll, we'll save it, we'll tell you what he says at the start before he tells us the story. Tell, tell Arnie I say hi. Not seen him in a while. Love Arnie, right? But that, this is the story and you can guess who it is. When we were YTS at Kelly, we used to play a game where you would get points for doing or saying stupid things. The person with the most points by the Friday would have to do a forfeit. Arnie lost one week and we made him run up John Finney Street only in his Y fronts, dropped him off in, car, in the car at the bottom and picked him back up at the top. Tell him to explain that. I actually get cheated, right? So <laughs> it started off, I think it was like you get points, right? So you went at one week, you had to run around the track in your underpants or whatever, and you had to do something else. But for every week you got, um, it got worse what you had to do. But uh, listen, I started getting stitched up. They were just picking on me um, and ended up, that's what it came to. Yeah. I had to uh, get out Alec Buck's motor in the middle of John Finney Street, well, the bottom, and run all the way up to the top where the train station is, uh, and just in a, a pair of pants and a pair of trainers. And it was just like we slips, you know what I mean? Uh, and running by people, got more running and double taking me, and no, no realizing what they've seen. And it, I, I'll always thank Burke to this day that he drove the motor to the tap and got me because I know a lot of people wouldn't have they just drove away. So uh, I'll never forget that. I'll get a wee clue in this, and we'll check. We'll we'll get your answer to this off after, once we go off here. But the guy who sent that in has actually won a cup with Comarmac. Okay. Is it hooky? I'll tell you when we go off the show, but you, you're on the right <laughs> lines. It was part of that squad. Right. But obviously, that's we've done some really good kind of stories there, and we've obviously got a good laugh out of you. But we'll touch on the, the next few weeks. Obviously, uh, two big games coming up before Christmas. I wait to go on and Saturday and home to Bonneton before the kind of league break. How <coughs> big are they games, Stuart, to get a kind of secure survival for the season? Are they <coughs> massive games before the break? I listen, we've been saying it for weeks now that we, we just need a, a, a couple of wins on the bounce um, just to get us back on track. Now, obviously, the break's going up at Christmas, um, so it's so important for us to, to go and um, give ourselves a chance for when we come back and um, use a wee platform if we can get a win down at Glen Afton. And then, uh, listen, I, I'm saying get a win down at Glen Afton, it's going to be tough. It's a tough place to go to. 
Uh, Mick McCann has uh, got a, a good team there. Um, obviously, he's just starting out management. I think he'll, he'll go and do well because he's a, he's a great lad. Um, so it's it's going to be tough down there, but I know that our boys are capable on their day. And But we, we need to start showing that consistency and taking the opportunities to get ourselves back in it. So starting with Saturday, we need to go and get a win. And then obviously we've got the West of Scotland Cup and then we've got Bonneton. Um, which will be another tough game. My old coach with Kelly, Alan Robertson, mm-hmm. um, and I know he'll get the best out of a young squad that he's got. So, listen, two two massive games in my season, and I've been stressing that to the players um, that it could really turn things for turn things for us if we can get the results uh, to to take us into the new year because there's still plenty of football to be played, but we really need to start uh, winning games and give ourselves a chance. Yeah, well, how big is the next couple of weeks? Obviously, two massive games, and obviously the the main target is to secure survival this season. They're huge, like especially before Christmas. I don't know if there's a wee break, but we need six points, and that's all we need from it. A point's not good enough in either game. Like the game Saturday is going to be tough. We know it's going to be tough. We played double four, and I think all that matters will come away to Glen Afton and Bonton with six points and climb up that table and secure survival. Like you said. Yeah, definitely. But obviously as well, just before we finish up, the a lot of clubs in the West are obviously looking to get into the, the kind of SFA membership. Stuart, is this obviously a, an avenue lags want to go down and how important would it be for the infrastructure to get that? I listen, it is. I mean you just as we spoke about earlier, you see the other teams um obviously getting exposure and obviously making a, a good bit of money as well have been in the cup. So our club's trying. We're, we're trying to obviously get the uh, new floodlights and all that kind of stuff and work towards it. Um, so, phase earlier, <clears throat> we maybe know what the biggest the committees compared to others. So, maybe taking a wee bit more time. Um, but I know how hard the guys behind the scenes are working. And hopefully, one day we can get <coughs> get that as well. Because um, I think I think as a, a town like Largs can maybe need something like that. Just because you see, when, when we do get the big games, the, the crowds come out. Um, and it's something I think it needs to happen more. So if, if we can obviously get all this in place and get some some big names down to our ground, then I'm sure the, the town would be right behind us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously you've been a, a fan of lag for a while. How good would it be to see the club getting this kind of thing and obviously moving up the the pyramid if they could? I think it's the next stage like that we're at. Like it's working hard and it's the guys are working hard behind the scenes and just be great for the town. Like you see like Clyde Bank and Darvo and that and do what they're doing, like this town would be absolutely jumping. Should we do that? And if we do it, so it'd be brilliant. Like bring a lot of money into the town as well, not just the club, but the town would benefit from it as well, which I think then people would probably be more willing to help the club out because we're helping our businesses out as well. So it'd be great all round for everybody involved. So aye. Brilliant. But it's been an absolute pleasure to be both on the show and best of luck for the season ahead. Thank you very much for doing that. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our social media channels and follow us on all our podcasts and YouTube pages. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.